Hey everyone, welcome to yet another episode. And if you are a new listener, welcome to the Growth Goals and God podcast. I am Mariah and I'm so excited you've decided to tune in today. I hope everyone is having a great start to the new year and that you're feeling a bit motivated and ready for progress throughout this entire year. Today, I'm going to be talking about the key to healthy relationships, whether it's with a significant other or a best friend. So without further ado, let's get right into it and of course, start off with a prayer. Dear God, we thank you for yet another beautiful day to experience life and all that you have to offer. God, we are so grateful for the life that we have and for the opportunity for a fresh start and new beginnings. God, we come before you with open hearts and with trust that your word and message will deliver us from any hardship or tribulation. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Today, as you heard in the intro, we are going to be discussing the key to healthy relationships, which I feel to be an important thing for us to know. Now, I know I'm only 18, which is kind of young to be giving out relationship advice. However, I turned to my family and friends of several ages, ranging from about 20 to 50, and I compiled a list of what they thought to be the key to healthy relationships. Everyone, one way or another, has experienced an unhealthy relationship or friendship or what we might call a toxic relationship. I will say, though, that as much as we regret those relationships and wish that we had never been in those situations, it's important to experience it because that's how you come to know what is unhealthy and how you shouldn't be treated or how you shouldn't treat others. When you're young, and I can attest to this, it's difficult to follow the advice someone gives you because without having the experience, you don't seem to totally understand how important it may be. But once you've been in those situations, you are beginning to understand what is healthy and what is toxic, and you can then start to apply that advice in your relationship. But it's so hard to take that advice and to do something with it if you don't necessarily know why that's so important. And it stinks that you have to go through certain unhealthy and toxic relationships in order to learn that, but it is a part of life and I feel like what you learn from it is so much more beneficial than if you weren't to experience it. Um, I know we all kind of wish we were just in a healthy relationship off the get-go and maybe for some they've gotten that, but most of us have had to go through harder, more difficult relationships, maybe unhealthy ones, so that you can learn, you know, how you want to be treated and how you don't want to be treated, how you should be treated and how you shouldn't be treated, and vice versa as to how you should treat other people. Along with that, it's important to know who you are and what you like and dislike. We have to be real with ourselves and real with others because we can't have a solid, healthy relationship if you are pretending to be something that you're not because that relationship would be built on a lie and then as time passes, it will become more and more stressful trying to continue to act as someone that you're not because 
you're going to constantly have those urges where you can't necessarily conceal your reactions to things, but you have to if you want to continue to live that lie. And sometimes when people get buried and buried and buried down into this lie that there's someone that they're not, and they're in this relationship with someone who thinks they're someone that they're not, the truth could potentially ruin the entire relationship. And that scares people. But it's almost not even a real relationship if you can even be real in the relationship. That, I feel like, is the very first thing that goes into relationships. You should ask yourself, who am I? You attract people based on the type of person that you are and how you act. So if you lower your standards just to find a partner, then you shouldn't expect them to meet those higher standards that you actually wanted. If you have high standards, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you lower them, you can't expect to ever find someone to meet those higher standards. Who are you and who do you want to be associated with? I feel like nowadays everyone stresses over finding love and, oh, are they the one? How come I'm still single? Why do I always get hurt? Etc. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it's your fault that you're getting hurt and that you're still single and blah, 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 because there's nothing wrong with being um, single. Not at all. But maybe take a look at, you know, who you are, what you're expressing yourself to be toward other people and how might people misconstrue that and take advantage of you. And I know it stinks that people do take advantage, but sometimes if you're really trying hard to be into a relationship, you have to first understand who you are, what you want a relationship, what you expect from a partner, and then you can start getting into relationships. And that's where you have to be responsible for, you know, is this person meeting my standards? Is this person what I expect? Is this person going to fulfill my hopes and what I want in a relationship? And if not, then don't get involved with that person. But if they do fulfill those standards and what you expect in a relationship, then you might as well go for it because that could be a start to a really healthy relationship. But first and foremost, you have to understand who you are and what your needs are. Because if you don't know what you are, you can't expect to be in a relationship with someone and they don't even know what you want or need because you don't know and they can't possibly give it to you if you don't know. So you have to know first what you want before getting involved with someone. You have to know who you are and who you want to be with. Now, I'm not going to sit here and give you a definition to love. I'm not going to tell you what love is because, to be honest, one, I don't really know yet what love is. I feel like I'm still too young to really know to me what love truly is. But I also feel like love is different. Love is different for everyone. You know, not everyone is going to have the same definition of what love is. And I feel like that's where love languages come in. You know, people see different acts as love. And some people see the complete opposite. But it doesn't make that not love in the other thing love. It just means it's different. And that's because people are different. We as humans are so different. I mean... Go to the grocery store 
and try to find someone who is the exact same person as you are. You're not going to be able to. I mean, even identical twins who look identical can have totally different styles and personalities. No one person is the same, and with that, no one person desires the same type of love. One may think buying flowers or chocolates and taking you out on dates is love. And someone else may think love is putting a blanket over you after you fall asleep on the carpet while arguing. One may think that love is knowing everything about that person, and someone else may think that love is being exactly like the other person. The point is that everyone is different, and with that, so is love. We all have different love languages, so one may desire physical touch, but one may hate it and instead desire words of affirmation or kind acts. I'm going to get into love language a little bit later, but for now, it's important to just understand that love is different from person to person, but it's beautiful. So, I won't give any type of definition of what love is, but I will give some advice to developing healthier relationships with whoever it may be. Like I said earlier, I have gotten ideas from family and friends around me, so I give all credit to them and they know who they are. So getting right into it, I would say that the key that was mentioned multiple times was communication. Surprisingly, this is an issue for tons of couples, even though it's a heavily stressed point. Communication is easier said than done, and most of the times, lack of communication is caused by a fear of being ashamed or a fear of being vulnerable. I feel like a lot of people don't like to communicate their feelings because it makes them vulnerable and they fear the reactions that may come from it. The truth is though, if you're in a relationship with someone, then it has to be someone that respects you enough to let you say how you feel without making you feel ashamed for it. And on the flip side, you have to feel comfortable with telling that person your feelings. A relationship between two people who will not communicate their feelings is not a healthy one. You need to be straight up with your partner in order to grow in the relationship. And another part of that is communicating honestly. It's one thing to communicate, but if it isn't honest, then you'll get nowhere. This means in the start of your relationship or even before, you need to be honest about your feelings, your boundaries, and yourself. If those boundaries aren't set in the beginning, then you'll hit a lot of bumps in the road later on when certain things come up. It's important to discuss from the start with your partner, what you expect from the relationship, and your boundaries because right then and there will be an important factor in whether or not you should be with that person. It is easy to get caught up in the romance and the looks and whatever it is that may be pulling you toward that person, but if the more important factors aren't aligned, then I'm sorry, but it's not going to get anywhere. Same with your values. What are your values? What are the things in your life that are the most important to you? And you need to be up front about that with your significant other or even a friend. I'm fresh out of high school and I can honestly tell you out of everyone I was friends with, there is only one single person that I can say is truly my friend. It's not because I didn't like or get along with everyone else, but her and I had similar values. We knew what was the most important things in our lives and we bonded on that. Our friendship was successful and healthy because we had those similarities and since our values are important in our lives, it made it that much more special because we held the same things at the same importance. I'm not saying you have to have the same exact values. However, 
if one thinks one thing is very important, the other thinks the complete opposite thing is very important, there's going to be difficulties along the way. Another thing is that you have to understand your partner and their feelings. Everyone is different and I can assure you that you and your partner are different. So you have to understand the things that bother them, the things that make them tick. These are things that they might not just come out and say, but they are what you learn about them while going through life with them. You'll learn how they react to certain things, what they like and don't like, how they argue, why they argue, what causes them to argue. You learn all of that if you take time to try and understand your partner. Once you understand them, you can try your best to avoid doing whatever makes them tick. You will avoid doing things that upset them. This will help to avoid arguments and confrontations that don't necessarily need to happen. Along with that, you have to be truthful to your partner. Yes, you should know their favorite things, but beyond that, you should know what triggers them, their worst fights, their worst memories, and with that brings understanding. Until you know these things about each other, it is hard to truly understand where you are coming from and where they are coming from. So be as transparent as possible. There shouldn't be any unknown information, no matter how little the things may be. Be truthful to your partner. Be honest to your partner. There also needs to be respect and forgiveness. You have to respect your partner's feelings and they have to respect yours. This is how you can communicate truthfully if you can respect each other's feelings and on top of that, if you are forgiving. My mom would say that in order to have honest communication, you have to know that your partner will respect you and will forgive you and vice versa. You should respect your partner and be willing to forgive them. And when you are able to respect and forgive and communicate, then you can have trust. You can truly trust each other when you communicate honestly and respect the other person. You need to truly love and support your partner, and with that comes selfless love. Loving without the expectation of something in return, but simply to love them and care for them. You have to love them unconditionally. Love without conditions or limits. Obviously, you don't want to be in a relationship with someone that does nothing for you, but don't love just to get something in return. Love selflessly and unconditionally. Be loyal. I feel like I don't have to elaborate on that. Just be loyal to your partner. And if you can't be loyal, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. This might seem like common sense, but you'd be surprised at the amount of people that struggle with this. You have to like who you are with. Don't get into a relationship with someone that you really don't like, but you're just doing it to be in a relationship. Find similar interests. Not saying that you have to be similar because you can be the opposite of your partner, but as long as your values align, who cares if one likes romance movies and the other can't stand them? And with that also comes having a good sense of humor. Having a similar sense of humor is important in the underlying friendship that relationships are based on. Which also brings another point that you should be friends with your partner, not just their partner. But I feel like the having a good sense of humor goes along with having differences. So, for example, my boyfriend and I have totally different interests, but we're able to joke around with each other about that. So, like, if I like one thing, he'll joke about it, but I have that similar sense of humor, so I can take the joke and joke with him. And I will admit that at first I was not good at taking jokes, even before him like just in general with my family and everything like that I could not take a joke 
But once you're able to, you know, loosen up, have a good sense of humor, have a similar sense of humor with your partner, it doesn't have to be the greatest sense of humor, but if you have the same sense of humor, it'll work. But having a sense of humor kind of helps to not focus as much on the differences as being a negative part to a relationship, because to be honest, they're not. As long as the things that truly matter, like your values and stuff that's really important to you are similar, then it doesn't matter if the things as insignificant as a favorite color or movie are different, and it shouldn't unsettle a relationship. You also don't want to base your happiness solely on your significant other or even your best friend. Yes, they should make you happy, but they shouldn't be the only source of happiness to you. Find a hobby, a show, music, friends, or family that also make you happy. When you only rely on your partner for your happiness, it puts more stress on them and the relationship. It's unrealistic and will end up making you not as happy. Find joy in other things as well. So if maybe one day you aren't as happy from your partner, read the book that makes you happy. Listen to music that makes you happy. Talk to friends or family that make you happy. And don't stress your partner out trying to get all your happiness from them. And the last thing I want to talk about is one of my favorites, and that's not keeping score. It's petty and it results in so many unnecessary arguments. And creates a competition in which the two of you are opponents rather than a team. What happens when two players on the same team are against each other? That team ends up losing. In relationships, if you constantly keep score, you'll never win. Your partner doesn't owe you anything. You don't owe them anything. Don't aim for payback. Stop saying, I do this for you and that for you. How come you don't do this? Blah, blah, blah. It goes back to the unconditional love. Don't do something for your partner with the expectation of getting something in return and then using what you've done for them as ammo against them when you argue or whatever. Don't keep score of the right and wrongs because then instead of focusing on a healthy relationship, you are feeding a toxic competition between you two. Relationships are meant to be worked on day in and day out. It's not something you can just let be. My dad always says it never stays the same. It either gets worse or it gets better. You either work on it every day or you don't. The choice is yours. The outcomes will be completely different though. Healthy relationships require tending to. Relationships, when kept untended, always die. Just like anything in life, you have to want something in order to obtain it. You have to put effort in and try. So I hope these pieces of advice have helped you in some way or another to understand maybe where your relationships are falling short or how you can keep tending to your relationships. And I want to thank everyone who provided such amazing relationship advice to share in this episode. So let's close off today with a prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this beautiful day and to take time and unpack relationship baggage and understand the components to a healthy relationship. God, we ask that you guide us in our relationships, always keeping you at the center. And we ask that you help us to be more patient and forgiving like you are to us. Amen. I hope you all got something out of this episode. And if so, make sure to give this podcast a download and don't forget to stay up to date. I upload every other Thursday. And remember, choose growth today.